0: It's the ERP Confab. I'm David Essex, Industry Editor at Search ERP, with my colleague John Moore, Industry Editor at Search CIO. ServiceNow is one of the fastest growing companies in enterprise software. It has parlayed its start in SaaS-based IT help desk and service management to offer a platform designed to unify business systems in a single, user-friendly experience for both employees and customers. How easy is it to manage ERP, HR, and procurement workflows in ServiceNow? How does the ServiceNow front-end integrate with legacy back-office systems? And what's the role of system integration partners? We asked ServiceNow Vice Presidents Jeff Gore and Kirsten Lagering to explain. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. A few years ago, Josh Burson, the HR tech analyst, laid out what he considered to be the essentials of an employee experience platform. This would be a whole platform. For employee experience, not uh, just sort of bits and pieces. And when I interviewed him in the summer of 2020, he said this about how we think the industry has evolved in ways he wasn't expecting. And this would be the employee experience industry. He said, as far as becoming one platform, it didn't evolve quite the way I was expecting. There seemed to be a whole bunch of tools that fit in that space. And other than ServiceNow, no one's tried to establish sort of a core platform. So I guess my first question is, to what degree did ServiceNow try to deliver on Josh Burson's vision for a complete employee experience platform? I mean, I think,
1: you know, while we did look directly at Josh Burson's uh, architecture and and say, hey, this is how we're going to design a platform for employee experience, I think that we did come to a lot of the same conclusions as what Josh would have alluded to. And our customers leading the way would have said, hey, we have too many systems, too many departments for employees to engage with. And when an employee needs help and guidance in a moment of need through whatever channel, they don't want to navigate the complexity of the org structure to be able to get a response to one of those interactions. And so I think that the fact that we took a platform approach to delivering on a unified employee experience was a reason why we were actually able to establish this particular market and solve unified employee experience challenges for our
0: customers. Regardless of whether you actually tried to meet the Josh Burson vision and criteria, do you feel that you do have a complete employee experience platform? And if you don't, what are some of the features or components that you still need to add?
1: I think I'm going to answer, then I'm going to let Kirsten answer here as well. Firstly, when we look at a employee experience platform, We're really talking about all of the tool sets that allows us to define a unified experience for an employee, how do we hide the complexity of the organization from the employee, and how do we deliver on whatever the service experience is that an employee is going to be looking for. At ServiceNow, we've invested heavily in out-of-the-box experiences, so we've invested in what a unified experience could look like from a portal, mobile, conversational, uh, and the like. We've invested in a universal request platform. So how do we hide the complexity of the organization from the employee? And for the most common, frequently requested employee interactions, we've actually built fit-for-purpose solutions for HR, for legal, for workplace. But the fact that we have a platform with the ability to extend upon any of the foundations that we have mentioned, whether it's through Automation Engine, which is integrations and RPA, or whether it's through App Engine being able to build additional experiences or extend on the experiences that we have, really has allowed us to say, hey, we can really connect with anything. We can deliver on any experience. But it also allows us to evaluate with our customers where we need to continue to invest in some of our our new fit for purpose solutions that we have on the market, I think reflect that.
2: I would say at this point in time, as we've shown, for example, with procurement operations, we're now expanding the experience into other parts of, of the business an employee does interact with procurement um, oftentimes to obtain a new laptop or, or phone or whatever else. Why not provide the experience that we have with an employee workflow and expand it into those areas as well. And we're not stopping there. We're extending it to the external stakeholders as well, uh, such as uh, our suppliers, for example. So we have taken what has been the success of the employee workflows, building out that platform, and now we're expanding it from a foot, perspective into other functional areas where employees interact with internal teams, where employees show up as a consumer, for example. Um, so that's um, that's the next step in the evolution to, to build out the platform even further.
0: One thing I've always wondered, I haven't used ServiceNow, but I'm wondering if having an experience layer, which I think it is sometimes called like ServiceNow software sitting on top of the backend system, such as ERP, typically ERP maybe a separate HCM suite, I guess. I'm wondering if the interaction between the two layers that I presume is necessary, whether that affects the performance that the user sees, in other words, degrades the performance beyond what they might see if they were just in the ERP system.
1: Yeah, I think to answer this question, we first have to look at what are the types of use cases uh, we're solving for, because I think it it helps articulate and, and illustrate why we do not see performance issues. So firstly, we operate within a broad ecosystem at our customer. And so while we could say, hey, we're an employee experience layer on top of an HCM system or or on top of an ERP, the reality is a customer is going to have many technologies within the HR domain, within the finance domain, within their procurement domain. So in just an HR, there's probably time and attendance systems, multiple payroll systems, benefit systems down the line, right? And so there, there's, there tends to be a many relationship versus a singular relationship first and foremost. And so when we establish that and build a con- connectivity layer to break down silos on top of that, we're first actually skimming off the top any of the common employee interactions that maybe there's not even a system, maybe there's uh, not a transaction that's actually required. So think about a person who is thinking about parental leave, but they're actually just doing research right now. They're not going to go submit a leave request within the HCM. They're actually evaluating what the company's policies are. And so having the employee experience layer lets you handle all of those interactions up front, And then when the time is right and you need to actually guide the employee to the correct system, we're able to do that. That can exist within a system to system handoff, or it could exist within an integration where we're gonna pass data from one system to another. But what you're gonna find is that the vast majority of interactions that employees have don't necessarily require a transaction. So first and foremost, you don't, not always passing data. And then when it comes to actually kicking off a workflow with it within another system, our platform is able to do that and able to do that at scale.
2: David, I would say, as we're expanding into other areas so from a functional perspective, ServiceNow is actually elevating the experience that users have. Because when you look at certain areas, let's say, again, procurement or supply chain or finance, these are areas that are in the pieces are generally built for expert users, but the processes are getting more and more expanded into the employee base. Every employee today interacts somehow with a procurement process. We have empowered users, and so why not elevate the experience? And that's not something necessarily to those users who are not subject matter experts, but who interact with a business process will find in an ERP system. And so we allow our customers to augment what they have in their ERP system from an experience perspective, for example, for those type of users.
0: Another thing that Josh Burrisson said about ServiceNow, he said that you folks are sort of flipping the whole view of the world and saying, if you think about the employee experience first, it really doesn't matter what's on the back end. And, And this may be a rhetorical question, but I'm wondering, how can that really be true? Would the providers of the back end, such as SAP and Oracle, would they say the back end doesn't matter?
1: I think here at ServiceNow, we would not say that the back end does not matter. I very deliberately stated that we exist within an ecosystem of solutions. All of those solutions could be considered a back end to some degree or a system of record for some aspect of the employee interaction. So the back end still matters. What we're solving for is to minimize the complexity, to unify, to build connectivity across any of these backend systems into a cohesive experience for an employee or uh, some other stakeholder. Mm-hmm. So still important, you're absolutely gonna have to have the proper handoffs, the proper interaction points between the two solutions or many solutions as it may be to deliver on a full employee experience. Now, one area where I would say where the back end where this conversation comes up is that we don't necessarily care what HCM system a vendor or not, sorry, a customer may may utilize, right? And so uh, we'll see customers that are going through broad HR transformation initiatives. Imagine you're going from an on-premise HCM system to a cloud-based system like Workday, SuccessFactors, Oracle. That migration can happen while keeping a consistent experience layer when you have this platform approach to employee experience.
0: We have a bunch of questions about how people do this, like how do you deploy a ServiceNow platform, but I just wanted to first give you a couple of minutes anyway to talk about some of the more important features or modules or just other capabilities that you've been adding to the platform in the last year or two.
2: As I said earlier, over the course of the last year, we have expanded our footprint into other functional areas, specifically into procurement. The entire source-to-pay process that is supported by transactional systems today still has a significant amount of white space when it comes to collaboration uh, between teams, partic- particular cross-functional collaboration. It has white space when it comes to user experiencing, elevating the experience to those users who are not the subject matter experts necessarily sitting in those systems all day long. And so we have added what we call procurement operations, for example, which is our baseline um, and our anchor product or anchor solution for our EAP workflows. The solution consists of three different products that allows Internal handling of procurement processes for employees and procurement teams, driving efficiencies in that process, extending then the same to the um, external stakeholders, to suppliers, bringing them into the fold who can then access ServiceNow capabilities and have task and workflow management with their counterparts in the procurement team. And we're adding the finance team um, here going forward as well with capabilities around accounts payment management. So that's one example of what we have added over the course, as I said, of the last year to bring the platform and the capabilities and the experience to stakeholders internally as well as externally beyond what has been there so far.
1: Yeah. So I think that, that really uh, well articulates how, you know, it's not just about employee experience, it's also external providers, et cetera, that that we're now uh, moving into. And it's not just within the realm of IT or HR or any of the the previous you know departments that we supported. Now we're looking at at, at finance, but as it relates to you know traditional HR type interactions, and as it relates to unified experience uh, layers, I would say that the most important areas that we have built out over the past year is, one, uh, we have revamped our portal experience. We call this employee center or employee center pro. So from the ground up, anytime we deliver a portal-based experience for an employee, it's naturally unified, it's naturally personalized, it's naturally proactive versus the opposite, which is siloed and, and reactive. So from an adoption standpoint, customers can really see the pattern of how to deliver a unified experience Versus any experience being siloed for the the needs of a particular department. So we call that employee center. As a part of that, we're now looking at things like what's your job role? What's your job type? Your location? What business do you support? All to personalize the experience. And one area that is of tremendous interest with our customers right now is manager experiences. The role of the manager in the era of hybrid work can't be understated and so we've delivered manager hub as a part of employee center so that managers can access all of their teams they can uh, develop the appropriate plans for ramp up for reskilling, or whatever whatever it may be within within their organizations that's manager hub and then we continue to invest in how we integrate our platform across the, the ecosystem And so we have rebranded what we used to call Integration Hub. We call this now Automation Engine because we've brought in a range of advanced integration capabilities, as well as RPA capabilities under the same umbrella. So Automation Engine lets us connect to these various technologies. And all of this gets supported by just a, a revamp of the overall UI and UX of the platform. We call this Next Experience. So the agents, the people that are doing their work day in day out within ServiceNow also have all the efficiency tools to be able to support the employee interactions, the customer supplier interactions
0: uh, as efficiently as possible. So John, you have a question about uh, the role of partners.
3: How important are partners in creating the industry-specific workflows and vertical extensions for, for your customers? And I was thinking features like process optimization almost seem to invite partners to dig into the processes and the underlying workflows and support customers in that way. So just, just kind of curious to get your feedback on
1: that. I don't know the exact number, but I believe that the stat is something around 90% of our implementations are provided by, by partners. It's it's something of that of that magnitude. So partners are a tremendous part of our ecosystem. And a lot of the implementations involve some form of digital transformation that's taking place um, at our customers. And so clearly our partners are able to bring really all of the expertise and organizational change management tied to digital transformation on top of just implementing ServiceNow to solve challenges. so they bring just a, an unbridled amount of, of IP and capabilities to anything that we that we do. In fact, a lot of our partners are actually going to view the tie-in and the integration into the overall ecosystem as one of their intellectual property. you know it's something that they're going to leverage to actually show how they're differentiated in the market and how they can quickly um, allow any organization time to value. Uh, with the solution.
2: I would iterate on that too, from a, again, from a procurement operations perspective, incredibly important uh, to have partners on board with domain expertise in this space. And we see this about the same, at 90% of our implementation deployments that we have at this point in time are partner led. So partners are a very integral part of our roadmap going forward, absolutely. I'm wondering how much setup work The end customer has to
0: do themselves to ensure that the new workflows and the employee experience meets their unique needs. For example, what is like the customization or maybe its configuration experience is like, and who would be doing that work?
1: I would say, just to echo off of what we just were talking about with the importance of partners, clearly the initial deployments that are part of a, a transformation effort tend to be partner led. But the ongoing maintenance and support of experiences, of integrations, of extensions to the platform and just the deployment of new services tend to actually be uh, performed directly by by uh, the customer or the person who's, who, who's leveraging the, the software. That is another reason why a platform approach to experience can make sense because we're gonna give tools, we're gonna give builders Uh, to be able to allow an organization to to rapidly deploy. So just a couple examples of what I mean by that. We don't just ship an onboarding solution. We deliver an entire lifecycle event engine that allows an organization to configure the permutations of onboarding, the exception handling. What if the manager calls and says the employee needs to start a week early? What if the employee doesn't show up on day one? Having an engine like lifecycle event allows an organization to define what all the exception handling processes through a drag and drop interface without having to actually write a, a whole bunch of code. Then you apply that same overall concept to mobile experience, portal experience. And if you give everyone the tool to be able to deploy, um, you know, changes or targeted communications or, or what have you uh, on the experience, it gives them a lot of flexibility to be, to be able to deploy a new service as appropriate.
0: Back when I was digging into employee experience, and especially the technologies and the potential platforms a couple of years ago, it was clear that some of the bigger HCM vendors, and I'm thinking especially of success factors, SAP success Oracle Oracle, Fusion Cloud HCM that they were talking about their employee experience too. In fact, SuccessFactors even renamed their platform Human Experience Management. So, you know, they were adding bots. They were coming up with employee journeys, certain workflows, as I understood it. So I guess my question is, why would a customer who already bought the SAP or Oracle HCM suites maybe to improve their employee experience, why would they still need ServiceNow to do that?
1: So earlier in our conversation, we were talking about a broad ecosystem, Um, So I think that first and foremost, we have to start there, which is we're dealing with a problem statement that has multiple systems, multiple departments, multiple departments who use multiple systems. And so it's a broad ecosystem out there, more so than just putting a new UI on top of a single technology, right? And so when you look at it in the lens of a broader ecosystem of experiences, that's where having some connective tissue across any of these uh, starts making sense. When you look at employee experience, it shouldn't be an employee experience interacting with IT or an employee experience interacting with HR or workplace. It should be, I need help and guidance in a moment of need. Meet me in the channel of my choice to give me that, that help and guidance. And that's what we're going to be able to solve for. Now, what ends up happening invariably is that organizations have built awesome workflows on these systems of records And so the customer is going to expect that there is a handoff or there's some form of integration between these two solutions. And what you're going to find is that every single one of our customers will have one too many HCM system. We're not replacing a human capital management system in any of our customers. And they all will have solved for this by defining what's going to take place over in their employee experience layer and making sure they have the proper handoff. Much like you would see in your consumer life with, you know, when you're using a app for booking a reservation for a restaurant, you don't expect that same app to actually get you to the restaurant. You're okay handing off to another app. It looks very similar from an employee experience perspective.
0: What are you hearing from customers about the types of workflows or other business processes that they're most interested recently as candidates for automation on the ServiceNow platform?
2: We definitely hear from customers that they're starting to understand that ServiceNow is not just pigeonholed into the IT space, right? That it's understood now, we have expanded into the employee workflow space, and we're now expanding into the ERP world. Um, to act as an engagement layer there. And what I do hear from customers on a very regular basis is they have to do more with less. Less money available, less resources available. Everybody is facing the resource crunch, and they want fast time to value. So they're starting to look for platforms and not really just point solutions. And that's where we come in with ServiceNow predefined workflows. Um, that customers would like to see now expand into the procurement space, into the finance, into the supply chain space and other areas. So it's really rethinking what the platform, what ServiceNow can do across the entire enterprise and rethinking what needs to happen from an engagement perspective where it's easy to deploy, fast to deploy, fast time to RI, and then provide a certain amount of flexibility to adapt to the business needs of a company, provide personalization, meet the user where the user is at. I think that's, uh, if I had to summarize it, I would say it's time to value fast innovation and being extremely agile in how we respond to customer requirements and customer needs in all aspects of the business.
1: And I think any macro challenge that our customers are going through really articulates that need, right? You know, in the era of hybrid work, the concept of how you're going to engage with employee it grows dramatically because the way that you communicated with employees, the way that you actually embedded HR business partners with with employees, some of those things don't actually happen the way that they that they used to, and actually requires. Organizations to quickly be able to deploy new experiences to meet any need uh, with with any of the the demographic that they support. So we seem to always be chatting about the latest macro trends, and we always use the platform to describe you know how we can solve challenges based on what the unique needs of the customer are at that
0: exact moment in time. John, I think you have a couple of questions that are sort of looking at the bigger picture. Cloud
3: technology in general seems to be heading into a an integration or interoperability phase because of the proliferation of of lots and lots of as-a-service platforms. Do you see cloud interoperability as a problem for ServiceNow customers? And if so, how are they addressing it? And this is this an opportunity for ServiceNow to pursue in conjunction with its global systems integrator partners?
1: I mean, we, we certainly see this as an opportunity. We also see this as really an example of the power of having a platform approach to solving uh, solving challenges. so, you know, at ServiceNow, we have been committed to a single architecture, single data model. We're born in the cloud. We don't actually cobble together, you know, multiple platforms into a single solution. It is a, a, a single platform with that single data model, which allows us to address to any of those concerns that, that a customer would have and actually make it easier to extend and to connect to the various technologies that, that an organization might might leverage.
3: What are you seeing in terms of digital transformation initiatives, you know, given the um, economy, do you find that customers are looking at opportunities to uh, divide larger projects in, into smaller ones that are you know, more incremental and, and, and how, are, how do they go about uh, tackling that problem, you know, given the current constraints?
1: From my, from where I sit, uh, IT and software spending is still high. You know, tech strategy is aligned to business strategy and, I would say that we will need to show the value of experience to an organization. We will need to show time to value and, and rapid ROI. But if we're able to articulate solutions in a way that actually exemplifies value, then you know, these are still uh, implementations and projects that that are being prioritized in an organization. And so by that, I mean, you know, hey, if I can show that, Employee experience is leading to talent retention. If I can show that employee experience is driving departmental efficiencies, because we're making it easier for departments to service and support their employees, which is taking hard dollar cost savings, you know, out of the equation. Tying all those things together really articulates the value, and customers are recognizing that a platform is needed to solve those uh, those unique challenges.
2: I would say the same for for my area here at ServiceNow, Um customers are very deliberate these days about where to spend their money and how to go about driving ROI for their organizations. And so in my space, for example, I see customers break down to use case level, start implementing, deploying those, start generating ROI, and then expanding the footprint and um, deploying more and more use cases after. But There's a lot of focus on showing time to value very fast so that the continued investments are made in this space. And so it reflects on how customers are going about their uh, implementation projects at this point in time. Thank
0: you, uh, Jeff and uh, Kirsten for a good discussion. And thank you, John.
1: Sure. Thank you very much.
0: Thank Thank you. you.